into the goblet. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Goblet of Wine, a drunken Harry Potter podcast. I'm Charlie. And I'm Hannah. <laughs> Why are you Irish? <laughs> Just for the band. And I'm Hannah, and we're two 20-somethings reading our favourite childhood book, but this time with added alcohol and cynicism. In today's episode, we're discussing chapter six of Half-Blood Prince. So grab a glass of something fizzy and fancy like Prosecco. Wow, that made me want to kill you. Fizzy and fancy. I'm fizzy and fancy. That, I don't know why, but fizzy and fancy made me think of ladies who lunch. Let's be ladies who lunch. Was that a thing in your school? Oh, yes. Yeah. Grab a glass of your favourite alcoholic beverage and join us on this drunken, reminiscent journey. All right, all right, all right. That's how I decided I'm going to start the podcast today. That sounded like, um, what's his face? Good, yeah, good All right, all right, all right. Who does that? I don't know. It's, um, Big Nose Sexy Man. Podcasts off to a good start. No, I'm googling big nose sexy man. Hang on, I'm not literally googling. I'm googling big nose sexy man. Matthew McConaughey. Um, big nose sexy man. Yeah, it might have been what I, was, I might have been doing it for one of his films. To mm. be honest, I don't like Matthew McConaughey. It's not my type. I don't get it. Do you know who I do weirdly like? And this is my weirdest one. And mm. I'll stand by it's my weirdest one. Adam Sandler. Ew, no, 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 no. Okay, I don't even know who it is that I. Oh, who's the other one? like him that i get him confused with i don't know but i'll watch any film he's in the one he the latest one he did with jennifer anderson that was a straight to netflix one was absolutely brilliant great well who's your weirdest one? Oh, hannah no oh hannah no that's a that's a fucking that's a deep dark hole i mean what genre of weird man are we going for here because well, i mean i was going with basic weird you know like adam sandler's in a lot of films i wasn't going weird weird I'm sure but like, ones. so we think like American, like Hollywood yeah. celebrity. Oh, but oh, like, this not is... your typical hottie category. Well, no, I know because you said weird. Because, but like, you you have to define it because like, if we want to go weird, we can go fucking on to like UK British comedians. No, we... we're not going that far. We're no, no, no. But far. like, okay, like America. Oh god, I feel because like because the thing is with UK British comedians, all I hot. would sleep with all of them. All, aside from. <laughs> Jimmy Carr. No, I'd sleep with him. Ew! Bottom of the list. Do you know who's weirdly high up? Hugh Dennis. <laughs> Wait, hang on. I'm so bad with like, I know, obviously. When he was younger, he's probably getting a bit old now, but. Uh... Oh, no, no, no. He would get it. No, he would absolutely, absolutely get it get now. <laughs> now, I don't care. Absolutely. No, sex is fuck. You know. Okay, you know who? My number one UK comedian. Okay. Oh, God. No, I want you to guess. I really hope it's not that blonde one. What, Russell? Mm, no, 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 no. No, no. You thought entirely too young. I really don't know. You're going to have to tell me. Lee Mack? <laughs> yeah, he'd get it, yeah. <laughs> Anyone funny? But he's my number this one. This is how I know that funniness is my biggest turn on. Because yeah. you, you, all British UK, British UK, British comedians... <laughs> Would sleep with every single one. Every single and one. Uh, to be clear, we're not saying American here because Americans aren't funny. Um, <laughs> UK panel shows, I'm just like, ah! 
every single one of them. Um, Americans are funny. That was a joke. But before we go any further, we have a few patrons to welcome to the team. A Georgia the Jungle size thank you to Georgia. An Elizabeth line size thank you to Elizabeth. An Idaho size thank you to Ida Martine. A labia size thank you to Lucy. And a leprechaun size thank you to another Lucy. Thank you all so much for joining the Patreon. We have bonus episodes going up there. Like at the moment, we are watching a very important musical for the first time in years and like live watching along so you can watch it with us and hear our commentary. We are still doing My Immortal with Neil. We have some new episodes of that hopefully coming very soon and lots of other fun things. So go check out our Patreon if you want to see things like that as well as our Discord, the ability to ask us questions at the end of the episode and to choose our alcohol. And one other reminder, we will be attending LeakyCon Florida at the end of July, the last weekend of July. Me and Charlie are going to be there representing Goblet of Wine. We are going to be performing things that we will give you more details on as soon as we know them, but we are definitely going to be there. So if you want to come along, meet us, meet loads of other cool podcasts like Fanatical Fix and Potterless. Yes, we will be at LeakyCon. Could you please read the review? The accent, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. This is by Villamood Denmark says, amazing podcast. I found it about two months ago and I became hooked instantly. I absolutely love how deep they go into the plot and point out things I've never noticed and also talk about wanting to fuck Ben Stiller and like, I'm just ad-libbing here. It's just because I find it funny we've just gone on tangent about what celebrities we wouldn't wouldn't fuck and they're like, I absolutely love how deep they go into the plot. People who just listened to this podcast for Harry Potter are screaming right now. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Do you think there are people that just listen to this podcast for Harry Potter? I hope not because I'm so sorry if you do I'm so there are other podcasts DM us we will tell you tell Tell you you about them yeah I've recommended it to all my friends I'm from Denmark but grew up with American English and dot 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 I have to admit I find British English better in brackets oops no that is the correct take because American English sorry is a bastardization of British English because we did it first yep everything about this is gold the rants the guests the jokes that the in caps accents and of course the two lovely ladies are amazing lady (laughs) and it's one it's a wonderful way to return to my comfort series hashtag justice for ali bashir hell yeah justice Justice for for ali Ali bashir Bashir. (laughs) love that i love when we set random hashtags and years later i'm like yeah we said that that was me i made that joke i know we we need Justice for Ali Bashir merch. That's another thing that neither of us will write down and then next time we're designing merch, we'll be like, I can't remember a single thing. Hey, 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 I put this on Instagram stories. We're looking for someone to do some sort of like cartoon. What are the other words for it? Like uh, illustration. Illustrations. I'm not going to say the art style I want because I can't describe it, but I'll know it when I see it. <laughs> Which is very unhelpful. Yeah. So email us um, if you do illustrations. Can you please write that in the brief to whatever poor illustrator we hire? You're like, I I can't tell you what I want it to look like, but I'll know it when I see it. Because that's a classic nightmare client <laughs> oh, thing. I, I don't know what I want this to look like, but I'll know it when I see it. It's like, no. uh... <laughs> I, I will have picked, I will have looked at their art style before yeah. and then I'll be fine. But yeah, just if you're an illustrator, email us because we want some things done. We have an alcohol. So this... Alcohol comes from Catherine, and she chose Prosecco. Is this your mum? No, because it's spelled with a K. Oh, yeah. 
And she said, if you want to throw a strawberry or raspberry in there to be fancy, you can. We have not. I have not. How dare you, Hannah? But me and my friends have on multiple occasions got a smash by drinking a bottle each of Prosecco while binging the movies, which usually results in a lot of sobbing around Order of the Phoenix. Catherine, that sounds that, like such a banging night. That sounds like an excellent time. Like, you are living your best life. Yeah. And this, so are we right now. This is the thing, as much as, like, obviously we get far, like, greater times from the podcast than we would normally. It does also mean that we don't do things like get together and, like, get drunk watching the films because, aside from, obviously, when we, <laughs> we literally do that for the podcast. But, like, that, I feel like if we didn't do the podcast, that's something we would do on a regular basis, yeah, probably. So. But it's, like, we can't do it. We could do it with the early ones now, but we just don't. Yeah. yeah. Well, we need to do the... um the director's commentary on three. On th- oh, that's going to be such a good one. We should do that. <laughs> I was going to say soon. When? 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 Look at my when? calendar. When do you want to do it? No, but we can. That's the kind of thing we can do a week now. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, prosecco. Cheers. Cheers. We didn't wait to drink this one because we know what it tastes like, and we've been yeah. drinking it for hours. Because uh, Charlie was like, "Do you have a bottle? Or shall I buy one?" And I was like, "No, I don't have one. Buy one." Then she wrote, and I was like, "I have one." And not only do I have one, it's the exact same brand as what you've bought. Yeah. What was? Uh, so I went into Waitrose Ooh. because I was like, yeah, it was the same side of the road as Starbucks because so we were going to Starbucks. But yeah, so I, I went into Waitrose because I was like, oh, it's the same side of the road as Starbucks that I'm going next. So I'll go into Waitrose. I was like, at the end of the day, it's the podcast money. If it cost me a quid, two quid more, don't care. Later turned out to be ironic because I'd forgotten the podcast card. So I need to reimburse myself. But yeah, I was like, oh no, it's fine. I'll just get it from Waitrose. It'll be like one pound, two quid yeah. more. It's the podcast money. It doesn't matter. I like stood there and looked at the Prosecco aisle and went <laughs> and walked out. <laughs> like, Why? How much more was it? The most, the, like the cheapest one was like over a tenner. No. I Really? Yeah. Because I always think Waitrose are quite good at having not as cheap as su- other supermarket options, but a relatively cheap option. No. Wow. There was not a single thing like on offer either, which is the Fucking thing. Fucking hell. Yeah. So I I went to a different supermarket because I was like, valid. no, I, I will cross the road to not spend a tenner. <laughs> that is valid. I have never yeah. spent a tenner on a bottle of wine-based no. product. <laughs> ridiculous i like how it's like you're like oh i feel fancy spending seven pounds on an entire bottle of wine but then we go to a pub and it's like six pounds pounds no but like six pound fifty for a beer and you're like fair enough fair enough that's (laughs) all right right can we get into this chapter yes chapter six draco's detour what a good chap's name what a good chapter yeah so (laughs) we're at the burrow it's Mm -hmm. been a few weeks weeks are passing time is moving yeah and poor hermione (laughs) I don't know why she's gone around Ron's because she's being forced to play to a side Quidditch every day. Gurney, why are you here? Oh, and welcome to editing, Hannah. Essentially, the discussion me and Charlie are about to have is about the whole Hermione coming to Ron's in the summer thing. Now, I am perfectly aware that we had this discussion in the previous two episodes that have just gone out with Fly because I just spent weeks and weeks of my life editing those episodes. However, the current Hannah and Charlie that you're listening to did not remember that because they were so drunk in that episode, they kind of lost whole chunks of their memory. So we have the discussion again, and I was just going to cut it wholesale, but there is some quite interesting points we raise in there that I know we didn't raise in the flight one. So what I've done is just edited it down a lot to the kind of more interesting points. So hopefully it isn't repetitive, but I think this is 
a point that we're both very passionate about. So I didn't want to cut it wholesale. So I hope you don't feel it's repetitive. I hope we make some interesting new points, but I have edited it down a lot. So if this next section section sounds a little bit weird, that's why. Let's just, to reinforce, why is she here? Plot convenience. It's just so absurd to me that you could have put a paragraph, maybe two paragraphs into this entire book or across a few books to explain this. This could so easily have explained. Coming back to these books as an adult, Hermione is the lead female character and to not have her backstory explained is so grossly negligent, basically. When you look at the... We we know more about Neville's than we do Hermione's. And I am Ron's biggest defender and yeah. the and the reason i'm ron's biggest defender is because his flaws are built up so perfectly with an explanation it's a really beautiful crafted mm. story of how his flaws link to his family issues but how like and those build and build and build until book seven and until that moment where he comes back that's a really well crafted story and ron is like a really well crafted gray character because mm. like he is morally good he is a good character with really big flaws that he has to work through but he has reasons for those flaws yeah hermione is meant to be as big a sub character as him yeah and we are not given that level of detail and it's just not right no it's and it's so just glaringly obvious in this moment i don't understand how jk rowling as a grown ass woman wrote this with children wrote this bit about uh 16 yeah she's 16 she's about to turn 17 yeah like a 16 17 year old child choosing to spend a week and a half with her parents that she has not seen the entire rest of the year she's seeing her parents for a week and a half out of the entire year The entire year. Like, that's not a normal choice to make. That is not. At the age of 16, 17, unless there are problems going on there. Yeah. In which case, it's an incredibly valid choice to make. But it's not one just, like, off the bat, you've got a fine relationship. But, like, at 16, 17, you don't have that level of just, like, built-in independence. Like, it's so odd to me that she just didn't think to explain it and it wouldn't have taken a lot it really wouldn't like i'm not asking that this has to be some whole other plot line that's like dived into really really deeply i'm not saying that but you can throw in the occasional line the same way you do with ron obviously we get to see ron's family more in person but actually the majority of the backstory that we know about ron is out of his own damn mouth yeah like we see some of the family dynamics from them but the majority of the things we actually hear ron expressing his own insecurities often is harry's opinion harry yeah. often thinks i shouldn't say this around ron because i don't yeah. want to embarrass him he he buys ron's things ron things kind of accidentally and says there's always a birthday present like harry is consciously aware of ron's flaws exactly and moves around them sometimes he does it well sometimes he does it terribly yeah but like and the same could be done for Hermione, the occasional line out of her own mouth. Maybe things hinted at the occasional time we see her parents, but not necessarily. And, and, and Harry's opinions. That, that's what frustrates me. We got one line, which was almost there. That line in book five that said, Prefect is finally something they can understand, was great. Do ten more of those lines for me. Give me that. Yeah. 
prefect is finally something they can understand more because that told me a lot but you didn't do more than that and exactly. you didn't do enough so my exactly kind of, the way i interpret the whole thing and it's actually like builds into like a floor of the wizarding world that they do not concentrate on board. they don't oh, they on board muggleborn students enough they don't on board their parents enough and their parents therefore muggleborns then face even more stigmatism because not only do they feel cut off from their relatives and not able to include them they then faced stigmatism and racism in school yeah so you have those two things and they're not included and then that builds and builds and builds and hermione has that doubled because not only does she have all that she is best friends with the person who is wanted by the most dark wizard of all time her parents are muggles and voldemort wants to kill muggles so she draws herself backwards she's like i will get them hurt Mm -hmm. they don't and they don't understand no one has helped me include them i don't know how to include them i'm drawing back and drawing back and drawing back drawing back and then that's why she says the line prefect is finally something they can understand i'm giving them a crumb also they will be getting letters and seeing and hearing about the fact she's hurt she came back from that ministry with an injury to her chest that is still affecting her i think like partially or it was at the end Mm. of summer they will know about that they will be upset but like and how do they then she wants to go after a week and a half how do they even let that I don't understand. Is she like, still taking potions for it, her fucking chest? Like it okay. doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And and it's so annoying that it wouldn't have added to include rich, beautiful detail like that. Wouldn't have even because yeah, added then it that adds much. to this thing that the wizarding world, although it is against Voldemort in the fact that Voldemort wants Muggleborns to not exist and Muggles to be involved in the wizarding world, the wizarding world is like, no, 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 Muggleborns are fine, but are inherently negligent. Because they don't know how to set up society to include Muggleborn. So that's how I interpret it. It's like Voldemort is openly racist, but the Wizarding World are saying they're fine, but they're actually like internally still yeah. racist because they haven't set up a society that allows Muggleborns to become yeah. included. And it's, then this it's, is and then this It's moment, the Wizarding equivalent of institutional racism. Exactly. That's the word I was looking for, institutional. So then I kind of view this moment as the worst moment in it. Hermione has only gone back for a week and a half. She has fully withdrawn herself. And how I kind of head canonize it in my head is this Christmas that we're about to come up because she's fallen out with Ron. She goes back for Christmas for the first time since first year. And I think this is the moment she's like, I'm going to try harder with them. I'm mm. I'm going to tell them things. I'm going to do things. And then less than six months later, she has to wipe their yeah. memories. That makes it more tragic. And that's a beautiful, beautiful arc. Isn't it? Like, she finally is like, I'm going to include them. I'm going to try. I need to do this because I've lost ron i could lose harry and i i Mm. have to and she goes back they're probably angry at her because she's finally come back for the first christmas in five years they're like what are you even doing here like you ran away from the last one yeah and then she has to wipe their memories yeah it's it's so annoying what we were deprived of and it's things that would have also like matured the series but yeah, it is annoying because you could have had that rich detail and it honestly wouldn't have added that much in terms of length to no, the book. You could have even had it hinted at in a few sentences and you could have had the, in my opinion, entire thing justified in one singular sentence. Do you know what that one sentence is that could have explained her entire relationship with the parents? Go on. My parents are dentists and that's fucking creepy. It is creepy. It is. I'm dentists so sorry to any... Job any dentist listening to this why did you become that why did you why i'm sorry 
I hate the dentist. I I'm terrified the dentist. of the dentist. I'm scared of you. Why would you choose that? Why career? would you do it? Why would you do it? Anyway. anyway, we're allowed to live inside our own head with our own little head cannons. If people can literally create whole worlds inside the head about marauders, we can do this for Hermione. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, this this girl loves her friends so much and hates it, her parents so much that yeah. she is willing to pay two aside Quidditch every day. And that girl hates Quidditch. Yeah. Like, one, I just, it annoys me that JK is this, like, self-proclaimed, like, feminist writer. And yet she, zero effort yeah. to give her, like, female lead character backstory. I don't understand, as a woman, how you don't notice that. I genuinely don't understand. Because women pop out fully formed badasses. Ba -pew! Yeah. Ba -pew! And... I'm a fully formed badass. Yeah. I don't need a backstory because I'm a badass bitch. It's Manic Pixie Daydream Girl shit, which, is. yes, is a very flawed trope. But this is this is what it is. This is what but like, it, it's even, it, it's, it's such a low fucking bar as well because it's like, whilst I am not expecting great things in terms of like you know, diverse or intersectional feminism from a middle-class white woman, obviously. It's it's like the lowest bar that it's like, you can't even, you've got this white female middle-class character that you can't even give the back. That's that's the fucking minimum. And it's not like the backstory would have been difficult or boring to write no. in. They're muggles in a war where muggles are yeah. being persecuted. That's the more... story writes itself. And it's more interesting than Ron's bullshit. <laughs> My dad had a good job, but, you know, we had many children, so we weren't that rich. Oh, fuck off. Like, I'm sorry. Like, that's not that I interesting. I was in so full of love, but I might have been a oh, a bit. Woe is me. I'm a mummy's boy. Like, ugh. But, like, it's, it's just, like, you know, I'm not expecting J.K. Rowling to write any kind of plot that supports any kind of woman from any different background than her own. But the fact that she can't even write a de decent backstory from a character that I'm sorry is so clearly like a Mary fucking Sue for herself and she still can't give her a background? Learn to write, you daft bint. Could you imagine being 16 and rather than spending the summer with your loving parents, you decide to go to your, I'm sorry, unwashed best friend. And Who at this point she is clearly in love with. And he definitely doesn't wash his ass. Like, and play kicky football with hoodies as the goals no, the for the entire is, summer. 16, you would want that because you're no! a lame bitch. No, no. Sorry, I will admit a lot of insufferable things about me at 16. I would not have bitched. bitched. Bitch. I would not have ditched my parents for the summer to watch two no. greasy, smelly white men I would uh, have, kick a football between two hoodies. I wouldn't have, but I might have been jealous. But here they are playing two-a-side football at the Quidditch. Um, although it's <laughs> no, you were right the first time. Although it's ridiculous, Ooh. I kind of love the fact the three Quidditch obsessed idiots force Hermione into this. She's probably like, I want to read my book. And they're like, no. And I kind of hope that as adults, they still do this to her. They're like, let's play to a side Quidditch. And she's like, I have to work. And they're like, let's play to a side Quidditch. Yeah. You know how I reckon she was talked into it? Ron. No, no, no. Ginny. I reckon Ginny came up to her and was like, hey, Hermione. And she's like, yes, Ginny. And she's like, you know how, like me, you aren't like other girls? She's like, yes, Ginny, we aren't like other girls. girls. I like 
books. And Ginny's like, you know how you can really be not like other girls and all of the boys will want to pick you? She's like, how? She's like, you play Quidditch. All the boys love girls that play Quidditch because no girls like pick. Well, no girls like to play Quidditch. All of the boys will want you if if you like sport. I think even Hermione would not sink to that level. No, this but is definitely a think, conversation that happened. I also like to think that at this point, Ginny is badgering Hermione nightly about whether she fantasies Ron. And Hermione's like, oh, yeah. no, 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 no. Shut up, Ginny. Uh, Ginny's like, tell me, tell me, tell me. I can imagine Ginny being really annoying about it. Like, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. Yeah, but then I feel like Hermione would throw back to you like Harry. She's like, no, I like Dean. And Hermione's like, sure, bitch. Sure, sure. sure. I mean, um, so, realistically, she should choose Dean. But anyway, talking about trash men, Harry says the pairings work for this two-a-side Quidditch. Oh, yeah. Because Ginny is good and Hermione is dreadful. Ginny's Ginny quite good. Isn't Good bitch. Ginny's quite good. <laughs> she went on <laughs> yeah. to be a professional player. Ginny is fucking excellent and you're a piece of trash. Mm-hmm. 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 Harry turns 16. Yeah. Which it's not even mentioned in the text. This is his first birthday with friends. Oh. And it's not even friends. mentioned in the text. Friends. He's friends. never been with the Dursleys before. Yeah. He gets a cake. Um, but Lupin's there like, well, haven't I got some bad news for you? Want to hear about Boom. some deaths, boys? Yeah, people have been going missing. Karkaroff's dead. Yeah, his body's been found. Uh, the most heartbreak- heartbreaking one is Florian Fortescue. Florian, whatever did he do? And also described as dragged off. Not just missing. And we never Specifically. Find do you know what? We never find out if Florian's okay. But no, this is the like, last mention of Florian. I don't know why, but this character for me has always had a soft spot in my heart, he along with Ali Bashir. Yeah. But like, yeah, I think it's mostly because I like the name. But yeah, the idea that he's this humble ice cream seller that was so like politically active. They dragged the man they off. They dragged and we never him heard off. From him again. So we can only no. assume he was killed. Yeah, we don't even find his body. Like, for all we know, he could have gone the way of Barty Crouch, having his body transfigured into like a little tiny bone like justice horrific florian, honestly yeah justice for florian yeah we're um, just milking hashtags at this point we are olivander has also disappeared which is a really good and early setup mm. here because i mean as we were watching a very potter musical and they were like which by the way we've uh, done a voiceover of that for Patreon bonus episodes, self plug, <laughs> and they're like, "Do you know what foreshadowing is?" <laughs> yeah, but like, I think by this point, I think it's very clear by book six that Jake Rowling had decided on everything. Like, yeah. I think book five, she was still a bit like, oh, "I've got a couple more things." Book yeah. six, she's done. Oh, she had to be. Yeah, she had to be. So it's a good setup that Ollivander has been dragged off. Also, also Voldemort. That implies that Voldemort is looking for the Elder One a lot earlier than we thought. Like, yeah, man. Like he is. He is working on that is, now yeah sorry my nose is really blocked i this cold is doing weird things it wasn't a cold and now my nose is blocked also mm. there's a quick mention of regulus which is a good again little yeah. setup foreshadowing a little reminder that he left the death eaters very mm-hmm. good sprinkle that in but then the next day or one of the days i don't know the time doesn't really make sense here harry is made quidditch captain Woo! Woo! harry and hermione is like you're finally equal to us and it's like is that the phrasing? Hermione is a judgmental person. Yeah. Archie Philpot had a probe stuck up his ass. 
What? Are you making this up? Nope. Is this Diana all over again? Nope. I... Nope. Nope. No, I'm... You didn't pick up on this. You. No. You? A man got fingered and I didn't. <laughs> so Bill gets money out of Harry's fault for Harry. Mm. Yeah, which... What the fuck? Well, he works at the bank, but no, still, but like, no, fuck? but like, imagine if just like someone that worked at Santander could just like get money out for Here's you. A thousand pounds out of your bank account. Get off that my bank That you didn't account. ask for. Like, excuse me. Yeah, Bill's like, I'm really abusing my rights here. My, yeah, my powers. Here you are. But he's like, no. But also weird because we've never seen Harry go into his bank since day one. I think it mentions him passing. He goes every year. Bill says he did it because the lines at Gringotts are mad at the moment because everything that's going on. Archie Philpotts had a probe stuck up his... Well, it doesn't matter. How didn't... I don't trust you. Because I now... Je- <laughs> go get your book, bitch. Because I now don't trust Hannah to not make something up because she knows I would just go along with it. You're going to diagonate me. We don't trust each other. Because it's taking about five No, hours. no, but I need to read it. Because you could just be making this up. Stuck up his... Dot, dot, dot. Well, trust me, this way's easier. I mean, some people enjoy that. All right, JK, you said this book was getting more adult and we're talking about sticking a property probe up someone's arse. Hmm. We can assume it means arse. That's weird because that implies that they suspected him of trying to smuggle something in. But I guess maybe out. But like, how does that make sense? I can't believe this was in this children's book. I was just like... I mean, but that is the level of joke that you get in, like, kids' films that no, are it's... put in there for the adults. Yeah, no, it's funny, but... And these aren't kids' books anymore. So, Bill's done that because they're going to go into Diagon Alley to do some shoppy, shoppy, shopping. Mm-hmm. And on that day that they're doing that, Bill and Fleur are staying at home, I presume, to bang. Yeah, they are. Because there's no other reason for them to stay at home. And it keeps mentioning that, like, at breakfast, they're like... Mm-hmm. Touch each other's noses and cute. I so like it. Good for them. So they're staying at home to have some sex. Yeah, they are. So they get one of the special cards to the ministry. Mm-hmm. What? No, to the Diagon Alley. Like, why? There are other faster methods. I yeah. It's, but, it's, like, it's prolonged. Like, if anything, just get flu powder. Well, yeah. And then Harry's flu like, powder, powder, flu powder, 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 powder. And then Harry's like, well, the card took like a short amount of time, like surprisingly short. I'm like, well, yeah, because it went magically fast. But why not just use Flu powder. Yeah. Surely that's safer. Like, <sighs> Hagrid is there for security, which I was kind of like, okay, maybe this will add to the plot somehow. No. No. Also, he can't do magic. He just because just he's big. Punch du- people. Okay. In I'm sorry. The face. A no, punch doesn't he... do a lot against, like, Avada Kedavra. No, but he, we have learned from the last book that he kind of like rebuffs a lot of spells like the giant's blood in him so he can stand as a shield in front of people that's not very humane dumbledore's not very humane like true but like send any other aura no just send an aura but also he doesn't add to the plot of this chapter I wonder whether it's just because Jacob when I got to the end of the book, I went, oh, God, I haven't got much Hagrid in this book and went and added him into this chapter. Like, Maybe. I don't know. Because Hagrid's kind of like, oh, it's just like old times, which is cute, but... Well, I did. I had this, I had this note later, but I'll bring it up now. A lot of this chapter 
mirrors Harry's first. Which is adorable. Yeah, like it is. Hagrid gets him through the brick wall. He goes into Madame Malkin's and Dra- Draco's there. there. It's very much this is his last going off to Hogwarts. Yeah, it, it is. Which obviously we didn't know at the time, but like it is his first, his last going off to Hogwarts. So it's mirroring and his first. And it's almost first... bittersweet because you don't find out it's his last until you're already past exactly. it. it, it it's she knew at this point it was his last going. There are a lot of mirrorings, including Hagrid, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's kind of like... Um, yeah. So, But Diagon Alley is not like it was before. One of these things is not like the no. other. It's all shut down. There's boarded over windows. There's posters of the wanted people and bad stools have popped up. Bad, mm-hmm. dodgy stools. Mm-hmm. Because stools are badgy, bad. Only real shops are good. Yeah. Fuck markets. Fuck. Fuck farmers markets. Any sort of market. Yeah. Fuck that. Boo. So Harry Ron Hermione go to Madame Malkin's because Which, everyone uh, needs robes. But the most important detail. They're going to Madame Malkin's because Ron's being a little slut that's showing too much ankle. Oh, uh, I just love it. I love the way that Mrs. Weasley is like, Ron's showing far too much ankle. I get that it means that he just needs new trousers, but I'm like, oh, oh, Mr. Oh, Bennett! Oh my God! Someone get me my smelling salts! That man is showing too much ankle! I go to fate! I've seen a man's ankle! Also, I love that every book, every book has a mention of how much Ron has grown. How tall <laughs> is this boy? Ron at this point is seven <laughs> foot, and that is the only reason Hermione fancies him. And that is valid. Valid. Valid, valid. We stand Hermione in this. Yes. So yeah, they walk into Madame Malkin's and Draco Malfoy, they hear his voice before they see him and he's kind of berating his mother. He's like, blah, blah, blah. I don't even remember what he's saying. And then he stalks out from behind the rack. And this is where I can assume that the love for Draco and Draco Harry really began to amp up because it says yeah. he like stalks out from behind it and stands admiring himself in front of the mirror before he spots them. Like, he's full-on owning his moment Mm -hmm. until he spots them and they ruin his day. We love a self-confident queen. Yeah, we don't love Draco, though, because then he turns around, glances at them, and says, Mother... Don't worry if you can smell something in here. A mudblood's just come in. Once again, I love the difference between our notes because my note was, they get into beef with Draco. Yeah. So Harry and Ron both draw their wands mm-hmm. because boys will be boys. Um, I also have the note that Madame Malkin is a hashtag ally because she's like, I don't think there's any reason for that, that language. language. Which but is she's like, just yes. kind of hovering in the middle of them all like, could you yeah. stop? No ones. But you know that TikTok audio where it's like, ally, right? I keep saying this to people and everyone's like, what? And I'm oh, like, I haven't heard that one. Was I the only one that had this TikTok audio that was like, ally? No, yeah, I didn't have that. Okay. Uh, I didn't realise, there's a passing comment because Draco's like, who blacked your eye? I want to sell them flowers. Have I any stars on black eye? It's been three and a half weeks. It's a magical black eye. So she's been walking around trying to make Ron Weasley fancy her with a bloody black eye. I'm sorry, even with a black eye, he should be fucking begging for it on he his should, knees. He should be on his knees. But poor girl, she was like, I'm going to lower myself to play two aside Quidditch. And also, black eyes are painful and like can even impact your vision, depending like how bad they and are. Nobody cares. Nobody. Well, like, Mrs. Weasley did try and fix it, but like... Ginny I might d- care. I don't believe that in three and a half weeks they couldn't have just like sent like a fucking owl to Fred and George like to be like, hey, could you 
what? Yeah, like yeah. surely you would have. No, no one cares about. Would have just been like, oh, just deal with it. Hermione. Hermione's trying to flirt, and the poor thing is just yeah, got black eye. Oh, poor love. So she's like, boys, stop, please. That's not worth it. Blah, blah, blah. And then Narcissa stalks out, yeah. and Harry is the sassiest little queen we have ever seen so far. I say so far because he's about to get more sassy, but he sasses the shit out of her. He is like, but your husband's gonna... I'm Harry Potter. Can I say something really weird? Yeah. I kind of ship Harry and Narcissa. Is that, like, given all of her many faults, including, you know, being a massive racist, the one thing that she is, is a very loving mother, which he doesn't have. I'm just... I'm just playing into Harry's inevitable mummy kink that... I mean, he does go for some extremely personal attacks on her, considering he has never exchanged a word with this woman Yeah, in his life. And suddenly he's like, I just like, it's like the tension here combined with like at the end of the books when she like doesn't dob him in. I don't know. It's like the whole like weird mummy kink. She's very hot. It's The tension here has ramped up a lot considering these two have never exchanged a single word. And also there's this weird line when the text is like, Harry was as tall as her now. I'm like, well, I'm glad to know that Harry has grown some compared to seven (laughs) foot Ron. Yeah, like, but we don't know how tall Narcissa is. So this is a non-sentence. Yeah, but like, uh, I could just picture, yeah, like they're like, he's like grown and she's like the same height. And he's like, oh, you bitch, mummy. Sorry, mummy. I mean, sorry, mummy, mummy. I mean, sorry, mummy. I mean, like, I just, I just. mm. I bet someone's written it. I bet someone's written it. Oh, I know what I'm Googling later when I get home. Yeah, you are. So they argue and Narcissa goes for the lowest blow. She's like, you'll be with your dear Sirius before Lucius gets out of jail. See? Wow, threaten the 16-year-old with death, why don't you? Hot. Everyone loves a death threat. Yeah. But nothing turns me on more than when someone says to me, you want to be with your dead loved one soon? I'm like, yeah. Also, this is just openly basically admitting that they're all in with the Death Eaters while Madame, Ma- yeah. Madame Malkin is just in the middle like, but like, what, what are the consequences at this point? There are none. No, exactly. Like, but it's just... It's wild. <laughs> it's wild. It's wild. They're having like, an open argument in the shop about who's a Death Eater and Madame yeah. Malkin is just like... Blah, 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 blah. It's like, whilst I understand there's only so much you can do at this point because anyone that you send to uh, Azkaban's just going to break out. out. Get right like, back out. It... It's still, you know, Lucius is in there a long time. Bitch can't break out. But it's still wild to me at this point that it seems to be like a fairly like open thing. Also, why can't Lucius break out? Try harder. Everyone else has done it. Yeah, wimp. Lucius is a himbo. I've decided. I can see that. I see what you're saying about this argument. It's kind of it comes out of nowhere. It's got a lot of tension. It's got a lot yeah. of tension. Like, ooh. And like, ooh. and then the whole like caring mummy thing later on. I don't know. Like, I just. Well, yeah, she's like grabbing and holding Jacob. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Madame Malkin being, you know, the, the queen she is, just tries to carry on fitting Draco's rope of him in the middle of the argument. Because she's mm-hmm. like, if I carry on as normal, maybe this will become normal. But Draco's like, bitch, get off my arm. Yeah. No, no, no. And then throws the robes off of him which leads me to the obvious question what does one wear under robes when one is getting a robe fitting is this man now standing 
naked or in his underwear or is he wearing a set of robes under his robes because he's sure as shit not wearing muggle clothes like the other three mm. harry ron hermione wearing muggle clothes this has been established yeah harry and hermione own muggle clothes ron dresses a muggle in summer this has been established that's a good point draco would never draco would yeah never. So, so i was gonna say the most wearing? logical thing for someone like young or underage would be that you would be wearing tight fitting you'd be wearing like a vest top and maybe like a pair of like tight shorts or something yeah absolutely that would make sense because you can't be wearing another full set of robes under your robes because that would how are you going to fit them to your body how are you going to fit the arms to your body but i love the idea because obviously draco would not be doing that he would not be wearing muggles so yeah he in supposedly like a move of strength just get stark bollock naked. I like, cannot see what else is happening no, here. He just undresses. I we're just What un- a power move. We're only gonna be feeding the Germani people right now. But also Drarry. Dr- I was like Drarry. Dr- we're gonna be yeah. feeding that as well. Like because he can't be wearing robes. Are there any drawn strands? Strands? Drawn stands? Anyone out there? Anyone? Anyone? Drawn? No. No. <laughs> I, d- I don't understand what else he could be wearing. Unless wizards yeah. have a form of long underwear, but then he's still stalking like, out the shop. Like in he's just un- in like a romper. Like, you know those things that like old fashioned people used to go swimming in? <laughs> It's striped, it's striped, it's striped, with like the the, the, the slithering colours, (laughs) striped slithering colours. It's got a little, uh, oh god, peplum, peplum thing. Only the women wore peplums. (laughs) Fan art it, fan fan art it, someone. Someone tell me what he's wearing. Someone tell me. Someone give me a better explanation. So yeah, Jago stalks off, Mm -hmm. and the three of them get fitted for their robes. Hermione almost gets sold men's dress robes which is just a bit horrible to Hermione but whatever they leave with all their new robes yay and then they head to Fred and George's shop which... uh, before that there's a mention of them going to the apothecary oh yeah Um, and uh, obviously Ron and, Ham- and Harry don't get anything because they're not starting potions but I literally just had the note because I'm just like I would love to go to an apothecary I just imagine all the little drawers the little vials of things yeah. like oh like, oh, can I have some of these? Yes, let me just... This is, like, one of those magical things where, like, this is one of the reasons that someone's like, if you could live in just, like, a wizarding... Not necessarily Harry Potter, but just, like, a wizarding magical world from some, like, fantasy thing, I'd be like, yes. It's the fact that, I like, want she didn't to go in... to an apothecary. It's the fact she didn't invent a new word. Apothecary was the word for an old, like, medicine yeah. shop. I just mm, love it. Mm, I want to... I want to... I love, like, with vintage furniture, like, apothecary drawers. You know, when it's, like, the square little, like... And you're like, what can I fit in here anymore? It doesn't matter, but I want it makeup that's the thing it's a perfect thing for makeup it is it is indeed but yeah i want like an old like apothecary oh yeah these are the things as a 27 year old that get me aroused the idea of like vintage apothecary furniture valid yeah so yeah they head over to fred and george's shop which is really bright it's really Mm. really bright and it has a sign about you know poo in the window yeah this i feel like is the same my mum has always told me that i'm going to die by stabbing because she's like you were a loud gobby shit with no filter she's not wrong but yeah she's always told me that i'm gonna die someone's gonna stab me because i'm i'm gonna say something to someone in the street she's not wrong 
honestly. Sure. But I feel like Mrs. Weasley's concerns are the same here. Yeah, she's like, they're going to be murdered in their beds. And Ron's like, no, they're not. I'm like, well, yeah, Florian Fortescue has literally been dragged out of his bed. Yeah. So it's not out of the realms of possibility that these two could have their throats slit, in all honesty. Yeah. They literally have a sign that Florian Fortescue has been dragged out for we don't know what. And they have a sign in their window saying... You don't need to worry about you know who. You need to worry about you know who. Which can I just say, as a child, well, hilarious. The single funniest thing People I remember finding this hysterical, and like I genuinely don't know if this is funny or not because I just find it funny from finding it funny as like a young teenager. Like, is this funny? I don't know. I do not know because I find matter. it funny. But then I'm like, if I read this for the first time as an adult, adult, would I find this funny? I don't know. I inclined to think not because I really hate toilet humor. Yeah, I do as well. I do like, as well. You know when people are like her fart? <laughs> That's so funny. I'm like, no, it isn't. No, which is why I'm sorry to Americans, but slanging you off a lot lately. But like, I just. That obviously not all, but that's like a lot of American sense of humor. It is. And I'm like, I just don't find that funny. funny. Yeah, I agree. But this I find funny. Yeah. So they walk in, they're kind of looking around, they get a bit split up, and Harry and Hermione, they find a display of painted daydream charms, which produce highly realistic daydreams, which Fred and George have put on the bottle that they cannot sell to under 16 year olds. I know what you're going to say. I think we all know what I'm going to say. I think we all know what we're all thinking, don't we? This is like a some sort of oh, maybe I don't know. Oh, imagination simulator. Is it not? Is it not? Is it not? I'm sorry. Is it not? No, no, you're right. That's not what I thought you were going to say. Oh God, no. The picture on the bottle is like a like a woman and a man on a pirate ship embracing. Like this is some sort of sexual fantasy daydream maker that jk rowling is making a subtle joke about right okay right okay i'm putting a pin in this because for some bizarre uncharacteristic reason i hadn't thought about that what i thought you were gonna say i thought you were gonna make a parallel between this and people shifting no but yes but no i it did vaguely cross my mind that this is probably a dangerous thing for them to sell because surely people would become addicted to this because they're mm. literally living through a war at the moment and they're selling a product that gives them a highly realistic, pleasurable daydream. Yeah. This is something that people can get addicted to. Yeah, like, if I if I could go into my good dreams, I would not want to leave. Admittedly, I wouldn't want to go into my dreams like last night where someone was essentially, like, milking juice out of my uh, <laughs> knuckles, which I explained to Hannah earlier, and she just looked at me like what yeah you fully scared me like no but it's stuck with me i keep thinking about it and i'm like so uncomfortable at that like notion of someone like penetrating my oh anyway anyway my subconscious is a scary place anyway taking the pin out of the i want this like did you not think it was sexual no i this is so unlike me but this is something that you picked up or that i didn't somehow pick up because on. then i was finding it hilarious that hermione is so interested in these that harry walks off for a good 10 minutes with fred and george they come back and she's still holding it i'm like girl you know what i okay i get it hermione i get it because i'm i have like a vivid imagination but Same. i i i really really struggle to masturbate just to my imagination we're going deep in this episode 
I don't care. I have no filter. I don't care about people knowing this kind of thing. No, maybe, maybe I should. Girls I should talk about this more because men talk about it. Yeah. All the fucking time. Sick of exactly. It. But like I like I struggle when it's just my imagination. And I think part of it's because I'm such like a realist person. And yeah. like you've not seen how I met your mother, but there's a bit in that where there's like a couple that've been together forever and they're like very very in love. And the male character Marshall is like, oh no, I can't masturbate to like my imagination because I have to come up with a background plot of why my wife has been killed off but wants this so in his to have a sexual fantasy about anyone other than his wife he has to kill off his wife in a way where she dies like yes be with someone else move on no, and then he can so like funny yeah but like that's kind of what that's i'm like not what i'm like not in the same way where i'm like committed to someone but like in i get bogged down in like i want to have some I'm... like unrealistic fantasy and then like like sorry i'm just gonna say someone this like i had like but what about this detail and you're like leave me alone <laughs> i'm too realistic about it like i'm not gonna like i one of my biggest fantasies is to have sex with multiple men at the same time and whenever i I try and fantasize about this my brain's just like but but how would you feasibly have this that they all have been tested for every single SED and then not had any sexual encounter with anyone else and like I get so bogged down worrying about SEDs that it ruins the sexual fantasy for me I'm like this is not real why am I spending more time thinking about how I like I genuinely to enjoy the fantasy I have to set up in my head a scenario in which all of these people would have been tested for STDs and then not had sex with anyone else between all of them having sex with me so that I can enjoy that sexual fantasy. And if I don't do that, I can't just think, oh yeah, yeah, I'm having sex with multiple people. Like, I can't enjoy that. I have to go through the plot in my made up world. Yeah, the plot. That leads to this point that all of these STD free (laughs) people are having sex with me in order for me to be able to enjoy it. Because I, I, it's weird how similar we are because (laughs) The thing is, not that what you're saying, but to do with the thing of like working through everything, the niche of Do you TikTok- kill off Neil? Yes. <laughs> the niche of TikTok found me. Oh. And I'm like, stop. Where they basically fall asleep or anything. This is not necessarily sexual at all, just falling mm. asleep by scenario scenarioizing. So basically imagining scenarios in my head. No, I, I like, don't oh, understand. Good. I thought I was the only person that did this. I found the people on TikTok. Wait, no, 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 this. but pe- do people not do this? Charlotte, most people don't do this. No, but what? Babe, we're really... I've tried to ask other people. No, because what? I've been interesting and I've tried to ask them. Uh-uh, I found, like, one other person. What? You're the second person I've found in real life. No, but... No, honey. <laughs> I genuinely don't understand. No. I've asked Neil, it's a no. What? And I've asked other people and it's a no. But... No. I found one other... No, but I genuinely don't understand. I know. What? I know. They lie down and what? Like, what is... I know. I've tried... I I know. What is... I don't know. What? Just like... Just static. Like, I don't... like, blurry thoughts. They're not scenarioizing. What? And I only know because I've come across it on TikTok and people are like, finally, I found someone that gets it. Because do you literally lie down and get frustrated... If the scene doesn't start from the place where it stopped the night before and you yeah. want to play it in the right order. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like, and I have, I have like, not even a decade would not be doing it justice. I have plots that have been going on for 
15 years. Oh my God, yeah. Like, like I have like... That I revisit. I have my favourite plots. I don't always go from where I left off. Sometimes oh, no. I start it from the beginning. Yeah. Like, I... Yeah, when I, I have different really genres of ones. Some look, are, some are not a, sexual, some are sexual. Like, yeah, when I get a really good one, I look forward to going to bed so I can yeah. like work out the next bit. Yeah. Is this... But also, we... Neil falls asleep like that. I... Sometimes I say things that make us sound like an actual struple. I know this because like this. I've watched him do it. I know this because both Hannah and Neil have told me this. This no, Charlie. Most people don't do this. But but maybe this is why Neil falls because he's not fucking imagining shit. Like, but I can't not. I I don't understand what you lie down and what happens. Tweet us if you scenarioize. I I want to poll. The only way that I don't do this as if I'm listening to an audiobook. Yeah. And even then, sometimes I ignore the audiobook because I'm like, I'd rather be in my world. Yeah, like, 100%. I'm so curious. Get, I'm glad d- we you do can't... the same thing. I, I'm not even joking. Like, I, I didn't know you didn't know this was normal. I only found out recently. I only I, found out in the last few years. I genuinely... And I've come to terms with that, but I only found out about two years ago it wasn't normal. But I don't understand... <laughs> I genuinely... Or not, like, clearly there's enough people where it's, like, a thing on TikTok. Yeah, but, like, I... I, But it's more that I don't understand what anyone else does. Like, they lie down and I don't understand what then happens. Because for me... I it's like a, it's like I'm flicking through roller decks of like ooh, ooh what am I gonna look at what tonight? am I gonna be tonight like hundred yeah, percent anyway like, it really relates to painted daydream charms which sound like they're doing exactly what yeah. we're doing right now but not but like out the better details. because I'm not having to like get everyone STD tested and like, maybe they're not sort of unsixteen year olds because yeah. of the fact that it is dangerous to want to live in your dream world yeah. forever but my first thought when they're sexual and yeah. Hermione's like holding it like I, I can't believe mine didn't but yeah I can, I can see this for Hermione because I feel like she's got the neurotic kind of brain that I do that she would want something that's going to fully immerse her because, oh, 100% yeah, she also it's, it's like even now like you know obviously you can do like 3D and like VR porn and stuff like that but I'm still like Fred is like cool Hermione's looking at this painted daydream charm so intensely that I'm just going to take Harry off and abandon Hermione he's literally like come on Harry bye bitch yep. and takes him around the shop he is like ooh look at all of this oh but first he's like Hermione here's some bruise cream get rid of that fucking black eye yeah. you idiot so Fred and George, turns out, have accidentally made bank doing, like, dark spell protection. Yeah. Which is, like, fucking awesome. Fucking awesome. Go them. What business, then? Yeah. But also, like... <sighs> Do you not find Fred and George really sexy in this chapter? Oh, absolutely. Oh, my God. I'm like, like they're so funny. I know them. It's yeah so and obviously as we discuss it like like they absolutely have their flaws but yeah now that they're like really owning their shit like in their element like being like businessman i'm like yeah, yeah. daddy like absolutely Damn. but like what annoys me about this is like especially because like i get like the comedic factor the ron's like let me have this stuff and they're like no and like they do do it well in the films where they're like i'm your brother and they're like extra then yeah. like it's funny. But, like, I'm just, like, with the, like, self-defense stuff, I'm, like, you know that your brother and his two best friends every single year get themselves into some... Well, they do give Harry whatever he wants for free. Harry... I think they're being facetious to Ron because they know no, that no, Harry no. will just pick it up. But, like, like, I just... I feel like they should have actually fully equipped it, Ron, Harry, and Hermione. Oh, they should have. They should have with sent With every them a load of shit. single 
thing that they had in their arsenal. Especially knowing that they, I mean, to say that they get themselves into scraps every year is especially at the beginning of the next book when Harry and Hermione are open about the fact they're leaving together, are Mm. open about they're not returning to Hogwarts, and friend George aren't like, here's an entire arsenal of every dark arts thing we've ever invented. That shit's ridiculous. Yeah, like come on. But even in this, like this year, they absolutely should have been like, hey, Ron gets himself into these genuinely dangerous. You know, it's not about like oh bad he's our younger brother that we don't really like i'm sorry if you can save his life save his life absolutely so yeah they show them all this defense against the dark art stuff and yeah. harry can take whatever he wants because he is their investor which is kind of cute cute but also a bit of a raw deal on harry's end realistically we're <laughs> talking should... the other percentage profit exactly yeah like, like the... not just oh like freebies for life i'm sorry if he gave you that startup money, he yeah. should get a percentage yeah. of your sales. How many how... shares does he have, realistically? Yeah. Like, when you IPO, what what is his cut going to be? Yeah. So, yeah, Fred and George take Harry to the back room. They're, like, bossing it. Yeah, they like, do. Ministry are buying up hundreds of their protection things, which go them, just just yeah. go them. Um, but also, and... give it to your loved ones. I know. Ridiculous. And then they walk back out the front. Hermione and Ginny are still fascinated with these daydream charms. Yeah. So then he's like, come and see all my Wonder Witch products, which, ew! Yeah, and they're like, we well, don't need the help, Ginny. And then they just start slut-shaming her. Yeah, so then, yeah, they're like, mm. okay, so first they're like, here's some love potions that work based on the something of the boy and the the weight of the boy and the attractiveness Ooh. of the girl. Thank you. Yikes to both of these things. Thank you. Like, I... The weight thing was iffy. I could buy it in terms of, like, a scientific, like... Yeah, it's like more, alcohol. Yeah, like, more potion for bigger person. Fine. Good. Yeah. Go, go It's off. like a tolerance thing. The attra- Oh, attractiveness is subjective. Mm-mm-mm, not according to Mr. Fred and Mr. George over here. No, no, no. But also, they are selling these potions which they regulated to school children. And they shouldn't be. This is so dodgy. They're literally. We have to talk about trigger love warning potions so much in this series. Insert trigger warning here. These are rape potions. Honestly, the thing is... I'm... And it's like, haha, comical, because it's fine when women rape people. Honestly, no! I was so excited. I am so excited for book six. I think it's one of the ones I'm most excited for because it's so... It's it's just a really fun book. But much like the thing I knew we were going to get to with the centaurs, the thing that I was dreading about this book was oh, the entire yeah. love potion discussion because I just don't want to have it. Not because it's not an important discussion to have, just because... We all know it's bad. There's no getting around that, even if it's played for laughs. And it's an important discussion to have, but it's just like... (sighs) Fred and George are selling these unregulated to school children, man. Like, these are as bad as an unforgivable curse. Yeah. Come on! It does... It adds to their greyness, which I... I don't think JK ever meant to be greyness, admittedly. No. Um, And I don't think she ever... The thing is, I was about to say, I don't think she ever considered love potions in the dark effects they have but yes she absolutely did because she introduces them here in this chapter Mm. so that our brains are used to them not that we haven't heard about them before we have yeah so we hear about them in like book three when mrs weasley mentions them we understand that they're a thing we hear about them now we hear about them in slughorn's class and then 
we learn how they were abused with Voldemort's yeah. mother. So, like, there's a build-up to this. And obviously Ron takes one, and that's meant to be the playoff for laughs that's like, oh, this is how they can be used in school compared to the absolute darkness of how they were used with yeah. Voldemort. This book is setting them up. But, like, that's still Fred and George using something that we learn within the same book was used for such horrific dark yeah, purposes. exactly. Yeah, she never treats them as a morally grey character. She never... Or even that, like, they didn't realise and therefore have a lesson to learn. I'd, yeah. I'd accept a storyline where they were like, oh my God, we never thought they could After be used in this. After this affected our brother. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, but it's, it's one of the many things that she absolutely doesn't follow through on, which I think is very representative of her liberal i would hesitate to even say left-wing politics i feel like it's one of those things where people like oh yeah her left-wing politics like she's right of center if anything but people tend to mistake those kind of like liberal politics as like left-wing when they're not anyway uh but like it, it it's very classic of that that kind of like breed of politics but it it's something she does we talk about it a lot time and time again of like starting things that she, she cannot finish and not thinking big enough like having absolutely no interest in actually tearing down the systems and it's like weird because it's like the consequences that she sets up for using a love potion is that your child will be born this evil thing without love and I know a certain degree of that is obviously what fans have filled in but it's Still implied, it is. I completely, heavily disagree with this theory and I'm so excited to talk about it. Yeah, we've talked about it a bit in the past. I'm so excited to fight about this. And like, like I see, see particularly like, because we talked about it with Black Girls Create and I see their point of view, but I'm still like a massive fan of this theory and I'm really... I'm excited to get into it. I'm excited. I also, I love it when we disagree with things. Yeah, because when we, no, this has been brewing for four years because when we first started talking about Harry Potter, first started running a podcast, first started talking about running a podcast, you mentioned how much you like this theory to me. And I was like, in my head, I didn't even mention it at the time. I was like, okay, that's interesting. And in my head, I was like, that is my most hated Harry Potter theory. I, I love hate that. it with a burning yeah. passion. And I'm I love so it excited when we, to discuss it. Yeah, we so rarely disagree on things. That I love it when we do. Yeah. Um, but Let's I... Let's ring and actually box it out. No, because I, I love a discussion. But like, I, I do. I absolutely see the criticisms of that theory. I do. I still personally love it for like reasons we will go into later. But like, either way, like regardless of like that entire theory, like the consequences that are set up in the book of using this love potion is that ultimately he leaves her and they have this like evil abandoned child thing you cannot deny regardless of your opinion on those things those are the consequences yeah this is the worst case scenario for using one hi yeah and it's like really this is like a man has been repeatedly raped not only raped but his time and his life stolen for him. He has essentially been raped and kept captive for a year. A year. Minimum. And the consequences that you are exploring are essentially the impact that this has on the child. Really, JK, as a writer, you're not going to explore the consequences for the male victim in this. I mean, obviously, I know that we have no faith in jk as a writer at this point at all but like i don't understand how you can write that in and think at no point like hmm, 
I think Sh- like should yeah, I should I explore this like of writing in of all of these people were bad people like he was set up before he was a rape victim as a bad person that doesn't mean that he deserves it in any way that doesn't mean like he, that he wasn't a great character but I don't feel like he admittedly maybe I need to reread it but it's like I remember him describing something as a hovel, but maybe that was the person he was with. Like, but like, but but even that, I mean, not that anything justifies what happened to him, but like, it's like, you know, there, there's being like a product of your upbringing and like living like a sheltered privilege. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, which I'm not excusing, but it it's like that's a far cry from being a bad person. No, 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 not at all. I I don't know. I kind of. Growing up, I kind of viewed it as they're all bad people, not that therefore anyone deserves the... She was kind of trying to write one of those really complicated storylines, which I love in adult books, but are very, very difficult to get across in children's books, where everyone is extremely grey bad things happen to everyone everyone is slightly a bad person that's a very valid story Mm. to write not everyone needs retribution okay here's the thing in adult books and here's the thing about jk rowling's writing in general in adult books you are allowed to write stories where people do bad things people are bad people and they do not get retribution for those actions because that is life but those are inherently adult stories jk rowling is writing a children's story even if it has more adult themes where good defeats evil therefore it gets very complicated when she adds in elements of these like everyone is bad and you're not getting retribution for these bad actions when her inherent crux of her storyline is Mm. what the good will defeat the evil you know Mm. like the casual vacancy was her doing that everyone is inherently immoral yeah and you do not get comeuppance for the actions that you do because we live in an inherently corrupt world. Yeah. That's what the casual vacancy is. But her putting bits of that into Harry Potter, which is a good versus evil story, becomes very yeah. complicated. I think how it reads to me is that J.K. Rowling is evil, horrible person and a very flawed writer. Yeah. And I think that... I like. I thing is, when we read it at the time, like I had my doubts. I was like, I don't think that... It is that she sees rape as a punishment for Umbridge. However, now that I'm taking this into account, I mm. think that she is a bad person and that she does see rape as a punishment for bad behaviour. Mm. She had Umbridge raped. Mm. And I think that I personally, at this point of reading the books and knowing what we know about J.K. Rowling, believe that she did know about that. She studied it at the end of the day. We also have jokes made about it by characters afterwards. It just makes me deeply uncomfortable. I do believe that she knew about it. I think that she is someone that's like, yes, Umbridge Umbridge is an evil character, so she gets raped. She's like this, you know, Tom Riddle is a, you know, shitty character and his punishment is rape. I think that my reading from this is that J.K. Rowling is a very flawed, shitty, horrible person that has no issue seeing rape as a punishment and maybe she wouldn't go as far as to literally like right and then this character got raped and that was their comeuppance but she has no issue implying rape as an implied punishment i think that she layers it up in enough not thrills but i guess layers that she doesn't feel like she's writing rape as a punishment but ultimately she is that's what she's doing she at this point this is multiple times now that she has had characters raped as a punishment yeah 
the whole the crux of this whole discussion to relate to this chapter is i find it very odd that she is trying to set up love potions in this book because they become important at the end of the book when we are learning about Voldemort's love story. And the way she sets them up is two of our characters who are inherently good characters yeah. are trying to sell them to their sister and their, like, surrogate sister who stays at their house the whole yeah, time. Yeah, and it's also so that odd. Is what we, that is what is bizarre in this chapter that we're trying to get to, is that these are set up as bad things. Marope did a bad thing. Mm. But here we are having them set up with Fred and George trying to yeah. sell them to their own sister. And it's also like a really sexist moment as well because we have Ginny, who clearly fucking doesn't need love potions. Mm-hmm. And we have Hermione that has expressed little to no interest in love at this point. It's like, you know, she got crumb. She doesn't didn't need a love potion she there. She literally got the most famous Quidditch star in the world. Yeah. She's fine. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, she's pining after on, but I don't feel like that's a, to a degree that uh, Fred and George... And I also, I feel like for the last book, she was off that shit. That was not on her radar particularly. She was off on her, like, bitchy weirdness. But, like, yeah, so it, it, it's so odd, whereas we have Harry and Ron, who have spent the last however many books pining after women viewing women as like weird impossible objects it's like if you want to try and sell a love potion to anyone it's gonna be these like creepy fucking incels that are just like obsessed with any woman that blink in their (laughs) directions like literally like you have these two desperate virgin males like that's who you you shouldn't sell a love potion to anyone but if you're gonna sell a potion love potion to someone you would sell it to Harry and Ron over Hermione and Ginny that clearly don't need help. No, they're in the Wonder Witch line because then George... Because is, sexism. Because sexism. Because then George is like, actually, I can't sell this to you because you have five boys on the go. Ah. And Ginny's like, uh, are you going out with Dean Thomas? And Ginny's like, yes, I am going out with Dean Thomas. Last time I checked, he was one, not five boys. These pygmy puffs are cute. Stop yeah. talking to me about this. Mm. And they just keep going in. Fred is like, you're moving through boys too fast. Let her. Men are sometimes hot. The thing is, like very occasionally in literature, the protective older brother trait is done well and mm. in a sexy way. It is hard to do it within the, I want to write a feminist story and have a protective older brother. And this text shows... How not to do it. <laughs> yeah. And I will admit that it's very off the time that I would have read this as a teenager. Like, yeah, Ginny's a slut. Fuck her. Like, absolutely, I would have. I don't have. think I would have read it like that. I would have read it like, no, Ginny's fine, but Fred, George and Ron are just being protective. I don't know. know. Do you not remember how, like, prolific slut shaming was when we were, like, teenagers? I do, but I don't feel It like... was like, if you kissed two boys, you were a tramp and you were written off. I don't know. I feel like, in the context of these books... They're trying to set up Ginny as Harry's love interest, so I don't feel like she is being. She's kind of seen. I just cool mean in terms of Fred like me as a reader, yeah. I wouldn't have seen any slight issue with this. Yeah, I would have been like, yeah, like she is a slut, like she's going through men. Like as a teenager, however, the point of this podcast is that we're now reading it as slightly more enlightened adults, and she is not moving through boys too fast. No, she's not. And, and also, I'm sorry if a man is not making you happy is not serving the purpose bin him cut that bitch out drink more of your prosecco lightweight <laughs> my throat hurts turns out 
Fred and George know all this because Ron's been a gossipy little bitch to oh. Ron's been like, meh, meh, meh. So Ginny's just like, stop talking. Can I have a pygmy cup? Pygmy puff. Yeah. And then Harry Ron Hermione, when Ginny is like, I want a pygmy puff, are distracted because they see Draco Malfoy stalking past mm. the shop window. Yeah. Okay, so Hermione and Ron are discussing what he could be doing. They're like, how did he sneak away from mummy? Like, what's he doing? And Harry says the line, Harry said nothing. He was thinking too hard. <laughs> Head empty, no thoughts. Head empty, no thoughts. Good old Harry. Like, yeah. good old protagonist We've of this all book. Been he there. cannot speak words because his brain is thinking too hard. Big mood. Poor little boy. Yeah. So they put on the invisibility cloak, which I love. I don't think the three of them have put this on in a really long time. No, it's, it's so also... cute. It, but it's definitely in this point implausible they're three 16 year olds no, i love that it's in the text that it's flapping around their knees like it's ridiculous it is they must be so close i'm sorry at least one of those boys had a raging hard on yeah they are literally pressed against each other like let's all run yeah Honestly, I would love to see this I, in the film because it could be played off as a comedy moment while their feet are just like... But also, I would like love to see like at the end when they're like done following and they're like back in the shop and like Hermione and Harry just like ducking out under the thing and Ron's staying under and they're like, come on, Ron, what are you doing? And he's like, he's like I just... I need a just, minute. just give me a minute. I just need a minute. Don't grandma, ask why. Grandma, I just grandma. need a minute. <laughs> Oh, Rob. He's like, ping me puff, ping me puff, ping me puff, ping me puff. So they follow Draco Malfoy down to Borgen and Burks. And luckily for plot convenience, Ron is carrying a box of extendable ears because why wouldn't he be? Why wouldn't he be at this yeah. point? So yeah, Draco's gone into Borgen and Burks. And oh, I love the way the cabinet's written in this chapter. It is really well written. Yeah. The way that Draco is speaking in the classic, I'm not going to give the plot away. Keep that one safe. I need that fixed. You need to work out how yeah. to fix that. But the narrator and Harry keep getting frustrated that they can't see They're Draco like, What's properly. he talking about? This giant cabinet's cabinet in, in the, the way. way. <laughs> I can't see what he's showing because a giant cabinet's in the way. Brilliant. It, Hilarious. It's, it's almost like, really like, good. It's almost slapstick. It's in... almost a wink to the audience. It's almost yeah. like, I can't see what he's talking about this big There's old cabinet's in, in the way. way but i love that it's also set up like this is the cabinet that harry hid in before yeah you know the cabinet you and i know yeah the cabinet. when is another cabinet being mentioned in this series come on people put the work in I, yeah I, I do really like it yeah. it's really good this is something i've really been enjoying is yes i'm gonna reference the king killer chronicle i will reference it until hannah gives in and actually reads it but because the first the third of that hasn't been released despite it being over a decade which is painful there's like as much foreshadowing and hinting if not more in that than in the entire harry potter things so it's like now that i've read the first two and i'm going back and i'm doing a second reread I get to spot all the little things that I missed for the first time, but I'm also adding up. I'm like making connections here and there to the point where, and I'm bad at predicting things, but I think that I have worked out probably 80% of the third book. And it's so fun getting to be an adult going through this, doing this, and there's other people on Reddit doing it. And I'm like, I feel like I'm going through what people did with Harry Potter that were yeah. like more adult at the time of getting to share these online theories because the last one hasn't been out in over a decade. That's so fun because I feel like I could have had that and wish I could have had that with Game of Thrones. And I think there's still elements I can almost have. But the end game, it's George R. R. Martin has said is what the TV show did. But I'm like loads of bits. I'm like, but you've set that up. You've set mm. that up. You've set that up. Is this going to happen? 
but this and genuinely because it is amazing read king killer chronicles okay. you could borrow the books i have them like honestly it's a it's very game of thrones okay including the decade between the last book but it's allegedly coming at some Come point allegedly but like faster but like genuinely i'm like i'm having so much fun i think i've worked out the majority of the third book but the funnel fit is I could read that third book and be like, I got everything wrong, but there was stuff. And like, but like there's fan theories online, people like translating things, like linking the most insane, like, oh, um, but this one character was described with this one word. And that one word rhymes with this one word, which is a third of this other character's last name. So the fact that this character was described with this word, which rhymes with this other word, which makes up a third of this character's last name must mean that they're related. And you're like, what are you talking about? No. But like, it's so much fun because it reminds me of like Harry Potter of this era that was the same thing. Like people just going to insane lengths to be like, I must work this out. And like the cabinet is a similar thing. You would have to go into insane detail to crawl through all of the books to be like, when has another cabinet Cabinet, been mentioned? Cabinets, cabinets, cabinets. It's brilliant. I love the cabinet thing. It's brilliant. I love it. And, you know, I say this about Doctor Who. I loved Doctor Who when it originally came back because you could work it out. And it the got bad wolf reveal oh. was the best reveal of my fucking life. Yeah. I will die on this hill. And that's when it got bad when Stephen Moffat took over because there was no foreshadowing. You couldn't work it out. It was good when it was Russell T. Davies because you could work, work it, it out. out. But also, yeah, it was subtle. Enough. And the way that episode did the flashback to all the times we've seen the word bad wolf, when I say my jaw was on the fucking mm-hmm. floor. It was so good. Yeah, I want to be able to work shit out. And people are like, oh, but it like takes the surprise out of it. I don't fucking care. And when people are like, oh, but like, ugh, I don't know. It's like Game of Thrones clearly tr- tried to subvert expectations. You s- Well, the show did. You say that. What I really like about George R. R. Martin is the interview he did when he said it is utterly cowardly when writers get frustrated that fans have worked out the ending online. Yeah. That means they're dedicated to your book. That means that you have enough of a following that they have trawled through. It's- How dare you write a series in mind that the butler did it and then because fans worked out, say that the fans exactly. did it. That is offensive. And I was like, yes. Yes. But yes. Yeah, that's literally... Like, I love that because, yeah, like, to me, something is only good if you can work it out. Yeah. I I don't want it to be, like, a completely... A wild it's got to be difficult to work out. Yeah. And it can be a plot twist, but it can only be a plot twist if you can still work it out. It might be really hard. There might be, you know, red flags all over the place and things to distract you. Knives Out was one of the best films of the last 10 years. I will die on this hill too. Yeah. Yeah. Because watching it back a second time, you could work it out. You exactly. just about could. Exactly. Like, I just, yeah, I want to be able to work it out. And that's what, you know, I'm envious about that people were older when Harry Potter was coming out. That's what I'm enjoying about Name of the Wind is that I now get to actually, yes, I would rather the third book was out after an entire decade. I don't understand how you spend a decade writing something. But like... I'm like, at least I get to come up with these theories and I'm doing my second reread doing the audiobooks and I'm literally, I will be listening to it before bed and I'm like, I'm not going to get any sleep because I'm like, oh God. <laughs> I'm like realising things. That's I'm like, so yeah, it's oh, so good. I love that. So yeah, they're still listening on extendable ears and they work out that Draco wants something fixed, but he cannot bring it in because he just can't and says Borgin has to tell him how to fix it. And he, he then, when Borgin's like, nah, that's impossible, he shows Borgin something that persuades him that 
Hang on, his dick. See his dick. And this is the thing that kind of pisses me off. Hermione is a very practical person, but plays completely dumb in this book by being like, I don't know, like, no, he can't be a Death Eater. And Harry's like, what else could he have shown him? And Hermione's like, I don't know. What else could he have shown yeah. him? What else could he have shown him? It really annoys me. And I'm going to make another reference here. But like the same thing happens in Buffy all the time where it's like you have this protagonist that has a history of having theories and suspicions and being correct. And every damn season slash Harry Potter book it happens where it's like the main protagonist is like, I think this person's up to something. And everyone goes, no, they're not. And then by the end of the season slash book, it's like that person was up to something. And then you get five season slash books in and the main protagonist is like, I think this person's up to something. And everyone goes, no, they're not. And you're like, have you not learned? No, but this is this is one of my favorite things about Harry Potter. Book one, Harry's like, it's Snape. And everyone's like, okay. And it wasn't Snape. Book two, Harry's like, it's Draco. It wasn't Draco. Book three, not quite, but similar. Snape's involved, but he's not. But turns out he was an all right. Book four, was it Snape? Was it Karkov? No. Book five, is Draco involved? No. Book six, Harry's like, it's Snape and Draco. And everyone's like, no, it's not. But yeah. that's good. That's no, really it is good. It is, but I'm also like, he is the chosen one. But he's been wrong every year. Every year this boy has been wrong. But so everyone and Hermione. Well, yeah. They were normally right there with him. I know, but this year they're just like, no, you just fancy him. Get out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know. It just Because what else could he be showing Borgen? What yeah, it doesn't Threatening it doesn't note. make any sense. I'm just like, you know what? Like, I'm sorry. You need to identify the main character in your life and believe them. What did you mean? I am the main character in my own life. No, but like, okay, like fair enough if if you honestly think that you are. But like, I'm trying to think who you is the main character in my life. You, if you don't believe you're the main character in your own life, then you're not living your life right. You are the main character in your own story. I, I I agree to like a certain extent and that you need to be your priority, but I don't agree that everyone is a main character. There are only certain people that would have I media made of their life. I believe that we all have to try to believe we're the main character. For sure. And, you know, you should absolutely prioritise yourself and treat you as like the main focus and priority. However, if we're like, I feel like that's a different thing to talking realistically about like, there is someone at least one person in everyone's life that is the kind of person that would get a book, a film, a TV show, some kind of media made about them, and that is not every person. So I think it's a different thing from, like, treating yourself like a main character, which absolutely you should do, and actually being realistic about being, like, realistically, no one is going to write a book, make a film, write a TV show about my life. All I do is work and then make dinner and then I either work or I watch Netflix. You don't know, something exciting could happen. Maybe. It's not happened yet. I just haven't met you yet. When he went to record that song, he met his future wife on the set of that music video. If that is not beautiful... Did you know this? No. Okay, so Michael Bublé wrote that song and he'd never met the love of his life. Yet he was just kind of having fun. I just He was saying, I just haven't met yeah. you yet, but I know it's going to be amazing. He married the woman that he recorded that music video with. That's amazing. He met her while he was recording that music video. That's so good. That's fate. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's main character energy. 
Exactly. But not, I'm sorry, not everyone has that. Okay. So then they hear that another of the thing that needs fixing, Borgin has, so there's two of them, Mm -hmm. but Draco can't take it with him because he'd look ridiculous walking with that down the street. Yeah. So, loads of clues. He couldn't lift a fucking cabinet. Have you seen Draco Malfoy? He's a little weedy little bitch. But also, like, Hermione's like, is it the necklace later on? You're like, use your brain. He could carry a necklace. But he's like, is it the skull? You put a skull in a bag, Hermione. Come yeah. on, it's got to be big or weird. Yeah. Come on. So then Hermione, but fair to her, goes fucking balls to the wall. Like Harry mm. and Ron are just like, I don't know what it could be. I don't know. And Hermione literally, without asking the two of them, without, you know, f- yeah. uh, saying, do you think I should do this? And she ducks out from under the cloak and just puts on a disguise and yeah. goes in there. Badly. Badly. But... but Go this bitch. She's she, like, I'm just gonna do this. She does something. She, she really tries yeah. a thing. It goes. I feel like terribly. it's a classic like male female difference of men will just like sit around complaining about something, and the woman's like, I'm actually gonna do something about yeah, this. I'm actually gonna try. Yeah. And then yeah, she goes in and she's like, Hi. Um. And it's funny because she's clearly meant to be set up to be kind of like flirty and funny, which is kind of amusing because we haven't really seen Hermione played yeah. off in Harry's eyes like that before because she like checks her hair in the mirror. And she's like, the line is, this lovely um, skull. <laughs> Why is that not in the film? Just Hermione saying, Brilliant. is this um lovely skull (laughs) brilliant so yeah she's trying to be like what and then she's like um yes this was my friend draco who was in before did he reserve anything and boy's like get the fuck out of my shop and ron has the audacity to say good plan didn't do a very good job though and she's like i didn't see you trying yeah master of mystery yeah good clap back all the boys do is criticize what she does as if they would be so much more lost without her i love that she calls him master of mystery just and you know what she might not have found out what the object is but she ruled out two things she did she did did a better job than them and mr complainy ron but then harry's like they bickered the whole way back to the shop and I'm like Harry I think at this point you don't recognise what flirting is like they're flirting and you're just also standing under the cloak like yeah like I don't know I was like I feel like at this point we need to open the doors to a reading of autistic Harry because I think that's valid because yeah boy in like a few chapters is gonna be like I thought this could happen with Ron Hermione for a while. Then build it into other chapters, Joe. Like, I, yeah, like, I know it's bad writing and I don't want to, like, equate bad writing to, like, autism at all. But it's just, like, it's the way when eventually he's like, yes, I've been wondering this might have a thought about it. <laughs> and the way Fuck he's like, me. Like, the way he's like, they're constantly bickering. This right here, when they're stuck around a yeah. club together and she's just called it Master of Mystery, that's flirting they're flirting yes and harry's like (laughs) yeah it's like whenever he meets a new character we get at least a paragraph about whether they're hot or not and yet he can't even think to himself my god my best friends fancy each other like jesus christ oh boy i don't understand harry have a fucking thought no he can't speak while he has thoughts remember no oh yeah so true so, yeah, they arrive back at the shop and then they're like, no, we're in the back room the whole time. Yeah, I, my note was that they gaslight Mrs. Weasley. They really do They do. Gaslight. Like, you just didn't see You her. didn't see, you didn't look hard enough. You didn't see the three of us 
who were, you know, Harry Potter, your incredibly tall seven foot son, <laughs> and Hermione Granger, the yeah. girl that spends every summer with you. I rewatched Twilight last night for the millionth time because, of course, I did. It's a comfort film at this point. Oh, it so is. But, like, I genuinely. For not the first time, I was laughing out loud at the bit when after Edward saves her from the car and he's just like, what are you on about, Bella? I was right next to you. And she's like, no, you weren't. You were really far away. And he's like, well, no one's going to believe you. Because it's just so like, it's like when people stereotypically write gaslighting, that's what they write to the T. And then it's like a full on film was just like, yeah, that's just like whip out the gaslighting handbook. So funny. Gaslighting 101 with It genuinely like, that scene only comes across comedic to me because of what a cliche it is. Gaslighting 101 with Harry I didn't do that. Are you crazy? Uh, No one's going to believe you anyway. Uh, Miss Weasley, we were in the back room the whole fucking time. You were just blind, mate. Are you crazy, Mrs. Weasley? Like... And that's the end of the chat. It is. We oh yes <laughs> wow no. say that enthusiastically we have you? a question Woo! what is it it's a simple one it's a kiss marry kill snog Ooh. marry avoid kiss snog marry murder there are two the first one's very difficult mm-hmm. hermione mm-hmm. mcgonagall oh. oliver wood <gasps> oh no okay. okay i'm sorry i've got one i would snog oliver wood yep I would murder Hermione and I would marry McGonagall. My exact same thoughts. Yeah. I'm I'm so sorry to Hermione. I really am. She can be annoying. That's that what she's doing. And she would come up high on most other lists, but that those three you are really playing. You've got like long term lovability. Rexy, Rexy, you really chose chaos with this. You did, you did. And I would tend to agree. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Snog the shit out of I mean, yeah, fuck Oliver Wood. Yeah. Marry McGonagall because she'd give you biscuits. And yeah. I would make it last a long time with Oliver Wood. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, the, the, yeah, that would last a couple of days. Valid. And then she gave us another one. And this she chose Chaos the other way. Oh, no. Peter Pettigrew, Umbridge, and Bellatrix. Fuck Bellatrix, fuck Bellatrix, fuck Bellatrix, fuck Bellatrix, fuck Bellatrix, fuck Bellatrix, fuck. Sorry. Uh... I would kill Umbridge because she is just such an abhorrent character and I just want her dead I would marry Peter because although he's a terrible person he might be a somewhat attentive husband yeah I was gonna say the exact same thing I feel like he would be a simp yeah in that he would be your slave you would not have to speak to him have sex with him interact with him but he would absolutely run around after you if he thinks himself in love with me he mm. would simp for me and I could live with that. Exactly. And then I would kiss slash bang Bellatrix because oh, yeah. that's going to be an experience. I Yeah, I would do that for free. Wow, so I'm glad we agreed so clearly on these. Thank you, Rex. Because we're one the was same really person. That was really fun. I love, I love that you just sent a simple snog marry avoid. Like, brilliant. Love it. Yeah, yeah. Love that. That was a great question. Thank I enjoyed you, that Rexy. greatly. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this very long episode. Yeah, sorry, um, there was a lot of tangents. A lot of tangents about Draco's detour, which to me, when I read it, I was like, this is a short chapter, this one don't long at all. Yeah. I think we don't try to stay on topic anymore. Thank you guys, yeah, so much for listening. And we will see you in the next one, which hopefully won't be recorded two months in advance. What? What? Bye. 
thank you for listening to this episode of Goblet of Wine. To find us on social media, search at Goblet of Wine Pod on Twitter or at Goblet of Wine Podcast on Instagram. We also have a website over at www.gobletofwine.co.uk where you can keep up with everything that we do. This podcast is produced by our wonderful Hufflepuff tier patrons. Yolanda, Wes, Samuel, RMG, Patrick, Nick, Lewis, Layla, Catherine, Gillian, Ashley and Emily. If you'd like to support this podcast, check out our Goblet of Wine Patreon where you can also gain access to bonus episodes, behind the scenes content and our Discord. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and we'll see you in the next one. Bye! Bye.